time to down your unders. Down your unders. The Frontline Gaming Network brings to you Art of War. Down Under. Review and dissection of content from some of the sharpest minds in the game. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 8 of the Art of War Down Under podcast. We are joined this week by a man who needs no introduction, Mitch Pelham. How you doing my man? Doing well man, how about yourself? Very, very, very well. For those of you who don't know Mitch, where have you been? What have you been doing? But Mitch is a perennial competitive judge for the 40k circuit and prior to becoming a judge, he was a top table finalist at most things he went to. He's a man who really put himself on the map with things like, uh, what was it? How many, how many Hellhounds was it at LVO that year? Um, it was 14 at LVO run with Blood Angels. Um, Just a uh, couple. Yeah, the, the full-on CP battery. Yeah, and then the next one was the Castellans, right? You were you were one of the forerunners yep. of the Castellan build. I ran it the first weekend the Codex was legal. The, I that ran was the, the classic Castellan race. Yeah. And that, I think that was that at the Nova Open or was that SoCal or No, that? no, that was at the Boise Cup. Um and Boise, it was the very right. yeah, it was the it, like it had released the week before. And so um Colin and I were talking and I was gonna take a shadow sword because that had been what guard guard uh yep. or guard yep. suit players had been taking. Um, and we were like, we started looking at the math and we're like, well, this has an invo. It just doesn't matter. It's just, like, yeah, yeah. like whatever the, the, but we, we, we took that and then we plugged in the CP battery that I had already, you know, been using for the hellhounds where I was outflanking, I was spending nine CP before the game even began, um, just mm. outflanking hellhounds. Um, so it was the kind of thing where you never ran out of CP to power that Castellan and you, or, or your Blood Angels character. So it was this. Yeah. And then you had about 120 guard to go with that. So it was, it was a just, really just or, sprinkle. Or, or uh, 90 guard and three Hellhounds still, because those were still great for disrupting front lines. If you got stuck into combat, I would, I, you'd have to get baited into shooting them and then they'd mm. explode and they'd kill guys out of combat and lots of fun stuff. It was hilarious to see it work on the table. I think I even called a, a couple of games that people were using literally the Mitch Pelham build. But um, we're here to talk about Space Wolves. Now, before we do, there is, a podcast, there is a podcast you were on that you were doing amazing things for, all these faction focuses and things. I think you need to tell us about that for a sec. Oh, yes. Uh, so uh, I was going to make a Mob Rules joke, but I, I, won't, <laughs> I won't give Danny the satisfaction. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I am one of the uh, co-hosts of Biff Pod, um, Best in Faction. Uh, so we are a like uh, I think I like the way Pablo described us on um, Chapter Tactics. We are the we are the podcast where you have to show your homework. Um, so what that means is we've we for a few years now we just every game we play we try to dissect it. We try to really go into mm. what are the combos, what is the what are what is the meat, the crunch of what makes all the competitive lists work. So that you know people who maybe don't have the time to analyze all this stuff. Or, um, you know, can can keep up with kind of the competitive meta of what's going on in 40k. So we we yeah. really like to you know just make put all of those broken combos or whatever is hot right now out there for everyone. So it levels the playing field out for those mid table guys who want to chase the meta. Yeah, it's a really good way of um, keeping in touch with what the the tippy top of the meta is doing and what people and what people of the ilk of of um, Chuck Colin and Mitch feel like is going to be the next build past that or the counterplay, which I would really like for you guys. What you guys do, but we're here to talk about Space Wolves, which is a uh, your essentially your home faction, your home base faction. It's your, them and IG, IG, yeah, them and Imperial Guard and Admech mm. is now starting to compete for that slot too. But yeah, uh, Space Wolves, I played really hard in seventh. Um, the very mm -hmm. end of seventh, I was running the Ragnar's formation, uh, Ragnar Black Mains formation. So I had 
a total of 14 drop pods, 12 of which arrived turn one. It was a null deploy army that did a lot yeah. of board control. And most of the units got to counter charge. So if a unit mm. within 12 inches of them got charged, they would get to uh, try and charge into that combat. So it was a really cool kind of janky army that really uh, revolved around a couple hard units and then controlling the board. Um, <laughs> so Mitch, Mitch says janky and cool, and I only have to say yuck. <laughs> it was yuck. <laughs> but it, in the right hands, that thing was ferociously amazing. But we're here to talk about Psychic Awakening. Yeah. And we're going to be doing, um, so this, is, this is a usual two-parter for the Outer War Down Under podcast. First part, we, me and Mitch are going to be going through this, the Psychic Awakening for the um, space. We're going to be going through all the relics, all the stratagems, all the doctrines and everything, all the other good bits and pieces, including um, new units, which of which they got a few. And so we're going to be talking about those in pretty uh, pretty deep. We're going to go pretty deep into the applications and what's good, what's bad, what works, what doesn't. But over in part two, me and Mitch are going to start to really pick apart Space Wars, talk about the units that are good, do some speculation about how they might look in the future. Because this is a, an army that's really on the cusp of being something truly special if they're not already there. I agree. Um, I, I, there's, they have been... Let's be clear. So uh, before we get into this, I, I would be remiss if I did not mention Charity Hammer, which I am also associated with. Hell yeah. And, and Adam was uh, able to make uh, last year. We are only a, a few months away from it. We are, it will be happening. The form of it is still being figured out, but it is happening. Um, but going into the question of Space Wolves with uh, eight, uh, for eighth, there's a really interesting thing that I want to point out for people. They never had a single correct release. For the entirety of an, <laughs> an edition. And I'm not complaining because, like, oh, it's the end of the world. No, what it did is it created a lot of confusion for people trying mm. to build Space Wolves because the, yeah. the rules were never, uh, they were always kind of mixed up. And it's like, and it was all every single time, it's like, oh, I got a new codex and there's a piece of paper in it. Okay. Why are, we, yeah. why do we have the worst warlord trait mechanic in the game? Like, what? Yeah. That was just, it seemed like such an arbitrary thing that clearly wasn't thought out or maybe was forgotten to put it in. Like they sent the wrong edition of the book in, like exactly the wrong editing. Right. It created a lot of disillusionment within the player base, didn't it? Absolutely. A lot, of people, a lot of people dropped off because they just didn't know what the vision for their faction was moving forward. They were like, which, which is actually how I'm supposed to play this? Is it this one or this one, this FAQ, that FAQ, this errata? Um, and yeah, like, I even felt that from you, mate, when you said you wanted oh, to yeah. try to get into them. Well, so, like, let's remember, they were the only faction that after their codex came out in 8th, the win rate went down. Um, <laughs> oh, it's tragic. Yeah, um, and they were the most FAQ'd faction in the index. But this isn't all mm. just complaining about how Space Wolves rules have been really kind of, like, mangled. It's more talking about the knock-on effect that had for competitive list building. It, you never felt yeah. like you were on really solid ground with Space Wolves. Some really amazing lists did emerge in eighth, and uh, they they did have some times to shine. Um, John Kilcullen, um, up in Canada, did some great work with them. Uh, we saw um, him really put the plasma wolf guard bomb and like a lot of different things um, to like through their paces, and some really cool just technical intercessor um, and uh, um, impulsor lists. So the, yeah, the, yeah. So like the, they had a lot of like play, but they were much more of like the. Um, the the technical marine army where you needed to have a plan and every single part mm. needed to do its job because you needed to connect and everything was kind of like setting up that 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 one punch to the jaw you were trying to get um, exactly right and so it felt really frustrating for like one you know like a lot of space wolf players just kind of want to like like build stuff and smush like they just want to run <laughs> at you and if i get to hit you with my hammers i win and that wasn't really what eighth was for a lot of uh, for for not not for every army 
um, because there's just so many different mechanics that could kind of disrupt that just yeah. rush forward thing. And mainly Space Wolves were really lacking in any sort of delivery system. They had no real buffs yeah. to charging past rerolls, um, which was just not enough. Um, in a you know in, um, in in a world where intercept and Overwatch was everywhere. Exactly right. And on top of that, they like exactly like you said. Um, when you look at the the amount of killiness that you can put on the table for a Space Wolf player, especially now past Psychic Awakening, it's it's actually ridiculously amazing. They, were, but the, they are one of the highest damage factions for like actual output if they get to do their thing of any faction. Yeah. And that's the thing, if they get to do their thing. And everyone was always like, well, I could work my ass off to make Space Wolves some of Space Wolf stuff work, or I could just take Blood Angels. They're less less killy, still very killy, but they just have all these delivery systems. And um, and, and, and they're and they're they actually have a lot better. Um, they have regular scouts, which is a huge thing that Space Wolves exactly, are yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Um, they had they they had great delivery mechanisms. The plus one to wound is arguably better situationally, especially um, now. Um, but like even back then, mm. I I think that. The plus one to hit was really great for your hard-hitting characters because it means more Thunder and Hammer hits went through, and usually you're mm-hmm. wounding on threes, and that was often enough. But the plus one to wound um, made all of the Blood Angels units versatile. Everything was killing, and yeah. that is yeah. a really cool uh, aspect for when you need to board control, when that scout squad can be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go kill those 10 guardsmen, no problem. Like That's not yeah. that's not an issue. I'm wounding them on twos. And, uh, exactly you know, right. Like, so there, there was a lot more, I think, uh, versatility there, whereas the plus one to hit equaled some really cool interactions sometimes. But uh, more often than not, for a lot of our characters, like the main thing was is that we have Thunder Hammers and Power Fists that hit on twos, right? And Which is yeah, great, exactly. but not not the same thing as all of our units are murdery all the time, which is... Exactly, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they... They also, I think, the, they kind of missed the mark on some of the flavor for the units. Wolfen have continually been like overcosted when compared. I mean, they're mm. not bad, but they're they're overcosted when you compare them to Assault Centurions. When you compare them to some of the the, the premier or like Sanguinary Guard is a is a comparison. Yeah. yeah. Um, they just don't quite. I mean, I understand they have a Thunder Hammer and a Storm Shield, but they just needed something. Like honestly, I just wish they would have let them back in transports. If you just gave, if I could put them in Rhinos, yeah, yeah, great. man. That's all I needed was like, and still have them count for two and all that stuff. I can still make that work. But like you took away, um, like, especially the flyers that would give, uh, the, uh, uh, what is it? The storm fang. Storm fang. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The transport one, um, the, uh, like a lot more purpose. It, yeah. It, but it's just tough. It's just tough with, mm. uh, with the delivery mechanisms for them. Anyway, they, they, they had a lot of depth to them if you wanted to really get into them, but most, most people ended up, I think, kind of bouncing off of how high the skill floor was. Mm. You, your movement phase had to be perfection every time. You could, and you, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, past that, that's enough foreplay. Let's get into yeah. the real deal. <laughs> um, we're going we're gonna to systematically go through uh, the release of Psychic Awakening for Space Wolves, and we're going to start off with the young king himself, Ragnar Blackmane, who got a brand new model, and my god, what a data sheet. They killed his now, wolves. They killed his wolves. They, they killed, killed his, his wolves, wolves. I know. He, John Wicked it. He's like, they killed my dogs. Everyone's dead now. <laughs> but, but, like, I, I really liked them mechanically in the game. It was a cool little like extra thing like this guy has two wolves awesome they go in transports yeah. with him they they, yep. they they were they were the same source of all the attacks but mm-hmm. you know it was just I, I liked it It was kind of a blade of wounds it gave the unit a different presence 
But yes, yeah. he is big. He is back. He is he has bigger chain sword. He has bigger <laughs> everything. Um, All right. Yeah, I'm just going to run through his data sheet pretty quick. Yeah, go so, for it. moving six, weapon skill, skill two plus, as you'd expect, strength and toughness four, six wounds, seven attacks, leadership nine, and a three plus save. He's got a bolt pistol, frag and crack grenades. He has frost fang, which is his big old chainsword. It is plus two strength, minus four flat two damage. That puts him to strength six, minus four two damage. Um, his special rules, angels of death, as we know, so that means he does get shock assault, of course. Um, battle lust, when friendly space wolf units within six is model um, and are not within three of enemy units, consolidates, it can move six instead of three. Huge deal already. Uh, Warhow, you can reroll charge rolls for friendly space wolf units other than vehicle units if they are in six. Huge deal. Jarl of Fenris, reroll hit rolls of one, as, a, as would a captain. Um, and then the last one, Berserker Rage. Uh, when this model is affected by Shock Assault, add three to the attacks instead of one. So he goes up to 10 attacks with that profile I stated before. Oh, yeah. with, with reroll to charge and consolidating six inches on top of the reroll ones bubbles he already gives. How many points is this guy? 125, if I remember correctly. Or did he get bumped oh. up more? Um, I hope he got bumped up more because yeah. it's already ridiculous. Uh, remember, how much we, remember how much we complained about um, Ferris yeah. for Iron Hands? This guy oh, yeah. is... This guy's better. Yeah, he is 125. Oh, insane. Well, so, you know, you have a unique perspective here because I think this guy's the best. He, I think this is the single most killy single model infantry model in the game. And is that a correct okay. statement? Uh, he's up there for sure. I, I don't know if he's the most killy, but he is definitely up there. You have Touch of the Wild, obviously, which is going to effectively give him a, probably about 15 hits. <laughs> um, yep. Well, and you're re-rolling one, so it's probably 16 or 17, uh, possibly. Um, yeah. Like, like he can really spike hard, and that's all amazing. Um, mm. However, because so yeah, you have an interesting perspective here. We're talking about this off screen because from my part, people are just looking at Ragnar like he is an auto include every single time, no matter what. Mitch Pelham, unique perspective. Hit us with it, mate. So here's the thing: the number one nerf to Space Wolves in Ninth Edition is that we now have to be really picky about our character slots. There are not a lot of them. They are hard to come by. More cost us CP, which we want for other things. And we have a lot of great relics and a lot of great warlord traits that can be used for a lot of different combos. You reduce your ability to put that stuff out there when you take Ragnar. Now, is it a big deal? No. Can he fit in your army and be amazing? Is he like kind of this murder blender that you just kind of point in a direction? Absolutely. He's great at all of these things. I don't Hmm. find him adding a lot to what I want to do. One, I would, uh, I prefer um, being, um, uh, I prefer a more vehicle heavy space wolves list right now, um, yep. Yep. Uh, uh, specifically going towards drills. I, mm-hmm. I, he cannot go in drills, which means I have to take an impulsor, which yeah. means now like that, that just adds all of these extra complications to kind of what I want to be doing. So mm. let's also talk about one of the most interesting. Um, so uh, there, there are a lot of really interesting combos for characters and warlord traits and relics yep. for space wolves yep. specifically. You can tailor make all kinds of weird jank for mm-hmm. not that much cost that can really change how an opponent has to play. Whether it's creating a um, a, uh, a uh, primaris cap, uh, the uh, oh man, they I'm totally blank. <laughs> Phobos, a Phobos captain. Thank yep, you. Yep. I'm like I'm like the a Phobos captain. With a 15-inch deny bubble with the plus three-inch to auras. Yeah, yeah. Like, where he's just zoning out entire quarters of the board now. Like, mm. like that is such good value for money. Um, so something we'll be talking about um, uh, later on, I'm sure, 
is how um, space holes are arguably the best ally um, detachment yeah, for yeah. almost any Imperial faction that isn't White Scars or Blood Angels, already a combat mm-hmm. faction. If you're not a combat faction, you can take a very small amount of Space Wolves and get a huge amount of bang for your buck. They can do a I lot agree. of different things for you simultaneously, but we'll get into that later. Um, with Ragnar, the big problem with him is he has to have an impulser. If he doesn't, he's you're, one, you're painting a target on his back, which is fine, Like, but he's just not going to move launch forward. Um, with yeah. with, uh, with old Marines getting new wounds, I, I think that Ragnar is interesting, and he, he will certainly have a place in a lot of Space Wolf lists, but I find I'm leaving him out more because I, I end up committing too much into getting that murder blender where he needs to go because the impulsor doubles mm. his cost. Well, exactly right. Because you look at his cost, you're like, 125, what a bargain. But then you look at the utility and the things you have to, to put into your list to make him work, and all of a sudden that cost skyrockets. Now, what you're talking about is really is a really unique perspective because you're, you're talking about the fact that Space Wolf have this propensity of straight line power in a lot of other units that you actually don't need to get it from your characters. You can, and they almost have it by default anyway, e.g. you don't need to always have Ragnar because you can make killer characters out of just about any any unit that you want, any character. On top of that, due due to the the prevalence of being able to put fists and thunder hammers on sergeants and the amount of plus attacks and the stratagems that we're going to get to in a moment, um, you can make whatever you want killer. So do you? The, I think what you're saying is exactly right. Why do you always need Ragnar? But I mean, at the end of the day, if you're taking a battalion and you've only got two HQs in it and you've got 100 points left over, you're like, well, I guess I'm taking him, aren't I? You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, no, no. He's, so he's, he's great. And if you're going for a more pri- Primera-centric build, a lot of people are going Blade Guard. That's a totally yeah. valid, totally yeah, valid way to play Space Wolves. It's brutal. It's killy. It's great. Um, it's not exactly where like my head is at. Um, but I, I totally get why people are going that way, and there is a lot of power to that. I think the the changes to fly, to falling back, um, a, like a few different things change. Like impulsors are great. I like drills better, and we'll get into that later. But yeah, we'll get into that part two for sure. Yeah, yeah, so that, but, is, that is a great that is a great comparison between those two. But but the the big problem is um, well, and the big thing with space wolves is we we take a wolf guard leader in our troop pack, so we have two thunder hammers or two power yeah. or one of each yeah. it doesn't yeah. we can get a lot more horsepower out of our our normal units so it's mm. better to just have every unit be something that where people go i don't want to touch that and i don't want it to touch me um than just have yeah. a couple killy characters where people can try and play around them especially with the character rules being what they are now like if you have ragnar on the table at any point and he's not in combat chances are oh, yeah. someone's going to throw the literal kitchen sink to try and get rid of him and maybe that is your game plan because that can be a very very legit game plan have ragnar on the table make them throw all their reserves to try and get him counter assault clean him up roll up their i army. think i think ragnar as a distraction carnifex is a great yeah, way to use him of the highest is- order yeah because he is exactly what we all wish a distraction carnifex was he is actually lethal and terrifying, yeah. and if you ignore him, he is going. Can I swear on here, or is this not? Uh, I try not. To. We're good okay. for like one, a couple of F's, couple of S's. Okay, I'll save them for later. Um, I have to be good on. I have to be good on Biff Pod too. That's fine. I just yeah, when I no. talk about space holes, it's more fun that way. Um, All right, mate. Anybody, anybody who knows me knows it hurts me more than anybody else. But no, uh, <laughs> I, I think that he has a lot of value, and I'm not trying to knock any of that. I just the list I find myself building don't tend to have him in it because I want either I want we're going to get into wolf priests. We got to eat like wolf priests are a huge deal for space wolves because we haven't mm-hmm. had them. Oh, dude, um, tell me yeah. about them. Go, launch yeah. into it. Go for it. So, so one, it gives us a plus two charge option, which is yeah. everything. Um, 
Two, it gives us the special Space Wolf Litany, which is adding one damage if you're fighting against a vehicle or a monster, yep. which, again, instantly makes every single unit in the Space Wolf army basically able to kill pretty much anything it needs to at that point. Mm. Like, you're, yeah. great at, you're already great at shredding infantry with most units because you have a million attacks that hit on twos. Um, you're, now, all of a sudden, those all those attacks hitting on twos are good for two damage against hard, more uh, more hardened targets. Mm. Now, just um, reading that out verbatim for us, so that is um, yeah. Tale of the Wolf King and the Lord of, Lord of the Deeps. Uh, if this litany is inspiring, select one friendly Space Wolf unit within six of this model when resolving an attack made with uh, a melee weapon by a model in that unit against a monster or a vehicle, add one to the damage characteristic for that weapon for that attack. Now, there are a couple of things we would probably be best, we, we might as well touch on now, but there's yeah. a couple of things that have been uh, leaked as to um, damage things changing in melee for, say, Power Fist yep. and Thunder Hammers. Absolutely. Oh, um, my. <laughs> So not only that, but we were already looking at you could um, you could you could already pump up a, uh, a wolf lord up to a you know four damage thunder hammer, and then with yeah, this litany yeah. you're now at five damage against monsters and vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um, with touch of the wild and a couple basic buffs, um, you're already going to have a wolf priest nearby, so you're going to be rerolling to wound. Um, so he, I, on average to a knight, it's like between thirty and forty damage. Yeah, it feels good to I be able to five here to be out of five shot a night with a melee weapon. <laughs> yeah. So like 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 it's it's it, like that's the thing is like every space wolf character, not every, but most space wolf characters can kind of hit that if you want to build for that kind of damage. Ragnar is amazing, but he is hardly like unassisted. So if you're yeah. gonna go with some assistance, I like Wolf Priest because they offer obviously healing ability and then litanies, which space mm. wolves desperately need. Um, it'll, that'll also go into when we talk about Wolfguard Terminators and actually running two squads of them. Um, the mm. litany's kind of changed the game on that. So yeah, big time. So I think I think we might as well um, jump into their specialist doctrine now. Because so yeah. in the assault phase, um, they get what is called uh, Savage Fury. Uh, whilst in the assault doctrine is active, it a modified hit roll of six is made for an attack with a melee weapon by a unit with his ability. The attack scores one additional hit on the target. So Tesla in combat on sixes. Um, naturally, they also have the Hunters Unleashed, which was in their codex. But um, very. So, so that that's just a, a little extra, isn't it? Just a little bonus. It's, it's yeah, not something you, you don't build for it. Here. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. You don't build for it. It's something that's great. But if you're Space Wolves and you're not connecting by turn two in in uh, ninth edition, you're probably already in a really not great situation. Yeah. So, but so uh, it's a lot of, in a lot of the ways it's a lot similar to how Blood Angels see theirs. Um, whereas this what this does, I think, is late game and compensates for the loss of models. Like once you've taken casualties, sure. once you've got some diminishing returns, the sixes can compensate. Like let's say on a you know the blood claws, they've got two guys dead, they pop a couple of sixes and they got the efficiency of having those one or two of those guys still alive. Yeah. Well, and I think that the other part of it is is again when we get into kind of the combos, space wolves have like these kind like Pretty much any unit in Space Wolves can have three plus attacks, like on the charge or whatever yeah, stacked on yeah. it. Um, some of them can hit four. Um, it's yeah. crazy, isn't it? Yeah. So, so that's the thing is they are, and and I, this is something really important to talk about with weapons profiles. There is not a single more important weapon profile change to Space Wolves than AP one chain swords. Chain swords, man. I was about to say the same thing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because Gray Hunters are all of a sudden back in the mix. Um, mm. Uh, blood claws and swift claws and like and uh, um, uh, j- uh, what are the jump pack guys called again? Oh, man, sky claws. Sky claws. Thank you. Like they weren't creative. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't really creative. <laughs> uh, uh, but like all of those guys really enter back into the mix a lot more because having being able to just have chain swords be effective. 
mm-hmm. um, and, and then have a doctor in which bumps that to AP two at turn three. So now, and now they're getting extra attacks on top of their extra attacks. Cause like you can easily yeah. get any, any claw unit, blood, swift sky up to six plus attacks on the charge, which is an they're insane just amount, which means that they're, they're actually, well, they're actually seven attacks on the charge. Cause uh, once their doctrines up, right. Yeah. Because you're getting six attacks on average, you're getting one and you're going to usually be rerolling ones. Um, and you're hitting on twos. On twos, Be- yeah. Like, there's so there's many so layers many, here. Yeah, we're we're gonna get into all that anyway. Um, so, uh, so yeah, the 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 doctrine the doctrines are a big deal for space wolves. It makes their shooting a bit more effective, which they have a lot yeah. of bolters. Yeah. They do like they're 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 just spread throughout the army. So having like it's the kind of thing where you're moving. You know, you want to be in. You might want to be in tactical doctrine for just one turn. But having the option to get keep it for a second turn is nice, depending mm, on yeah, um, how you're trying to set up that that kind of blow. If you want to clear things, so you're not, maybe not eating smites or you know different, you know, not playing their game. Yeah, I agree. So I think we can jump over to the stratagems now. Now we'll go for tit for sure. tat if you if you got these up. Yeah, I'll read uh, up the first one up right now. So there are a couple of these we can pretty much skim over because they are just transports from the space uh, space codex. That oh, being yeah. Duty Eternal, Veteran Intercessors, Bolt Storm, um, Rapid Fire. Big Guns Never Tire and, and Heroes of the Chapter and things like that. Um, Hammer of Wrath. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. It's just the Jump Pack 1. Veteran Incessant is what it is. So first, I suppose the first one we're going to talk about is um, Fury of Champions. Uh, one CP, use this stratagem yep. in any phase. Select one space, will terminate you from your army until the end of the phase. Um, add plus one to the hit. Now, the reason I want to touch on that is because Space Wolves... F- Terminators operate a little bit differently. They're, oh, I hesitate to say it, but they operate a bit more like Chaos Terminators than they do like Space Marine oh, Terminators. I, I, have, I have said before, I am totally okay with the, the if 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 either uh, it, Russ is the Primarch that goes to Chaos. As long as, <laughs> as long as I get a Werewolf Lehman Russ, I don't really care what side of <laughs> How I cool want. would it be, if, dude? If you had a double model, you came out with oh, like yeah. the oh, yeah. Yeah, Arts Russ model and then the Super Wolf Russ model, yeah, yeah. that'd be pretty cool. As long yeah. as it would look like like uh, Michael Jack Fox in Teen Wolf, it had to be. It had to be like surfing a school bus or something. But uh, well, <laughs> so, I mean, he'll just take Logan Slay. <laughs> I would, wouldn't he? If, yeah, um, it'll be more like a skateboard for him, though. It'll be too big. It'll yeah. be, yeah, uh, it looks so like Back to the Future. There's we're, a lot of crossing over on everything. Michael J. Fox. We are. We're smashing around. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so okay. good. So, so plus one hit on uh, Space Wolf Terminators. So Wolf Guard Terminators. They are. There's a plasma bomb. There's a thing called a Wolf Guard plasma bomb, baby. Plus one to hit on the so, deep strike. You mean you do not overheat one CP. You overheat on one. So we with with obviously with ninth now we you still overheat with ones. Ah, um, uh, yeah, of course. So let me let me let me describe what this unit is comprised of. So you have ten Wolf Guard Terminators. Um, two of them uh, uh, have hammers, and mm-hmm. all ten of them have combi plaz. The other eight have storm shields. Now that can yeah. change based on how storm shields and everything go. That yeah. unit is three hundred and ninety-two points. Um, it's not cheap. It's not cheap, but it's not that expensive. Considering that we now have access to transhuman physiology, it's easy to make sure they're always in cover and put a minus one on them. Mm. they're going to have a three up invo that is a very hard to crack unit um especially with the alluded to third wound yes with the third wound, that's the real game changer right once they get the mm. third wound depending on how points shake out that is huge that changes yeah. their durability entirely and it makes wolf priests the fact that um space wolves don't have separate apothecaries and chaplains they're the same dude 
that 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 D three uh, healing that they can do becomes a lot more valuable because you're, it's not just one wound you can heal. That yeah. model could have yeah. could be down to one and from three. Yeah. So exactly you get more right. value there, and you're gonna have the chaplain. So let's go. Um, uh, let's go into why this uh, why this plus one matters. Space tools have two other really important stratagems. That is the um, chooser of the slain, which is the be- one of the best intercept stratagems in the game. As long as there's a rune yep. Yep. nearby, which there will be, because again, he's putting them in cover and making them minus one to hit. Yep. That they are able to. Sh- they have. Full range, they can shoot and, and intercept one unit as long as the rune priest can see it. That mm-hmm. is a hugely powerful ability. Yeah, it's the same as the Eldar one, essentially. Yeah, but they're at minus one, but you have a plus one. Um, so that you can use any time, and it works for combat. We'll get to that later. Um, so you're going to be hitting on twos, usually re-rolling ones, because guess what? There's a guy named Arjack, and he gives them <laughs> plus one attack in combat, Tack. and yeah, lets them re-roll ones to wound. And mm-hmm. and you're gonna um, have a you're always gonna have a wolf lord for reroll ones to hit because that's basically all space wolves need is reroll ones, which is a really cool factor. Is they do not really yeah. need rolling rerolling all their hits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so which is is a nice advantage. So that unit right there can kill basically anything in the game depending on the stratagems you want. You, it can be killing two to three knights a turn or a full turn in between the shooting and the combat. Phase. The combat. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right, man. It's yeah. it's vicious. The two the two hammers as well, depending on the buffs that they might get um in future codexes or whatnot, just it's just a, a cherry on top. So, well, so, and so the good. Litany. Yeah. The litany yeah. for plus one yeah. damage. Plus one damage. You, all of a sudden all those Wolfguard Terminators are at like four or five attacks depending on how you buff them. So even the guys that are just swinging with their hands are are still two damage attacks. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's not, it's not like they slouches. Yeah, they're they're kind of the big game hunter version of white scars with that litany. Yeah, that's a good. That is a very good comparison. Um, jumping um, over the next one. So yeah, vicious, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, vicious execution is one CP. You just strategy in the fight phase when a Wolfguard unit from your army is chosen to fight with until the end of that phase when a resulting attack made by a model in that unit against an infantry unit and a modified hit roll of six inflicts one mortal wound in addition to any other damage. So that is pretty good. Once you're talking about being able to get to like five or six attacks per guy, each, each guy is essentially adding, is almost adding a, a mortal wound, yeah? Absolutely. So this is the next part of the Wolfguard uh, plasma bomb combo. The reason it's so vers- it's so good is it's so versatile. You don't want to touch it in combat. You don't want to drop deep strike near it, and you can't charge it. So mm. you have very few ways to really aggressively deal with it. It is a an ex- great example of a drop in the middle, hold, and just force force yeah. your opponent to have to pour fire into it. So this allows um, all of all of your guys to really like, again. You're hitting on twos. You're going to be rerolling ones. You're going to have five, uh, four or five attacks. I mean, like, you can get crazy with it if you want to do more. But yeah. really, four or five is consistent. Um, so you're going to be putting out, you know, 40-ish attacks from just normal dudes that on average are going to, you know, they're all going to be hitting on twos. They're, you know, the wounding. Um, again, there are some stratagems that can help with that. And then, obviously, there are other mm-hmm. litanies. But you can you can push through an immense amount of damage and if you're adding on an average of between like five and eight mortal wounds is, yeah. is like, I mean, for one well, CP, who's saying no to that? Yeah. Well, for one, one freaking CP, but where I'm seeing some real power here as well, apart from using it on things of the ilk of what you're describing is almost a death star. Um, think about just five blood claws going to, you know, that um, salamander's unkillable. They, by blood Captain? claws don't have the Wolfguard keyword, unfortunately. Ah, uh, true. They don't, unfortunately. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Um, no, fair, fair enough. So, Forget um, everything I was going to uh, say. <laughs> so there is a fun fact that 
Thunderwolf Cavalry do have the Wolf Guard keyword for some oh, reason. Oh, snap. So that is an interesting combo that if, if uh, depending on, again, where points lie in the new edition, Thunderwolf Cavalry could have some play because they put out, you can get them up to like nine attacks each. Like it's, it's between the Rider and the Wolf, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, and uh, um, uh, Canis Wolfborn adds an extra attack to their their mm. their mounts. Uh, Wolfenstone, um, like the, the like, yeah. yeah, it can really really stack. Um, mm. And and they, obviously they just need chain swords now. They can do like a chain sword and a storm shield. Yeah, yeah like, that's all they need. We're, and just, we're just one hammer now. Um, so yeah. So there's there's a lot of interesting stuff that's going to come. Um, right now, unfortunately, uh, Thunderwolf Cav and uh, with three wounds and at their points cost are just too easily wipe off the table in a yeah. meta where everyone's preparing for multi-wound models. Exactly right. Next one up. So knowledge of the foe. Use this stratagem in the fight phase when an enemy character is destroyed by an attack made by a space wolf, uh, space wolves model in your army and receive one command point. It's zero CP cost. Legit. It's just hilarious. Yeah. So once, once per, once per turn, you can, if you killed a character, just get a free CP. It's cool. Yeah. yeah it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're just, no, you're just it's, gonna do it. it's really interesting when you consider secondaries. Oh, um, yeah. Yep. And, and and a lot we're seeing a lot of different lists. So like some chaos lists where they have like a couple demon princes that they're like, you know, mm. you have separating plate and stuff like that. They're just uh, their their job is to just kind of go into your army and kill a few characters and be like, yeah, I'll bounce mortal wounds back. And you yeah. know, like, there's a lot of there's a few different um uh, uh, another example of this is um Harlequins. Um, they've got some yeah, characters yeah. that they want to just kind of throw into you, but now they they're even if they succeed in what they're doing that and they're and they're trading, you they're getting a CP for that trade. Yeah. With, yeah. So exactly. that, that Blood Angels, same thing. They've got those um seeking missile captains. Um again, you're you're making it so all these super specialized, like high damage characters that just want to get in there and mess stuff up and don't really care if they die. You're adding an extra benefit to you, which is never a bad thing, especially in a CP hungry army like Space Wolves. So what you're saying is, if you if you couple that with say the the killing characters secondary, not only are they throwing points at you, they're also throwing CP at you as well. Yep. So that's yep. pretty cool. Um, jump into the next one. Pack hunters one CP. Uh, use this stratagem in the fight phase when a Fenrisian wolf or Cyphers unit from your army is chosen to fight with until the end of that phase when resolving an attack made with a model in that unit. If that unit is in three of a friendly Space Wolves infantry or Space Wolves cavalry unit, you can re-roll the hit roll. Uh, I don't know. Should I say meh here and let's move on? Or is there something, there's more to this than me? So right. I've tried, I, as someone who owns 45 Space Wolves, or uh, <laughs> Wolves, I've tried very hard to figure out ways to make this work. I want it to work. Um, I still don't know. I just don't know how. Um, unfortunately, so the only way that Fenrisian Wolves work in any meta is a meta where hordes become really popular. Then blast weapons um, that are multi dan or not hordes, I, I should say, but like large uh, two-wound model counts as marines, basically. If those become really popular and blast weapons are more catering to that, so they're, they're lower shot maximums, higher damage. Yeah. Yep, yep. That's the only real way that Fenrisian Wolves can have play. They can they, they are incredibly murdery, and 45 of them um, is, uh, let's see, it's 270 points, 40, for, for 45. Not breaking the back at all, yeah. Like like that is that that is so much board presence. Unfortunately, like there's just a few rules interactions um, that don't benefit them very well, and they they're still a six up armor save. So they're effectively you know in a, in a world where AP one and two are just like falling out of everywhere. Everyone. Yeah. yeah, like they're just they die so easy. I want to see them be great. I want to use them with Canis Wolfborn. 
it's just not because because the cool thing is, is with Candace Wolfborn, he's all you need to uh, to use the pack hunters or um, uh, because um, uh, I believe he's the he's the uh, Wolfgar battle leader one. Um, uh, so he he rerolls ones to wound and he is a, a space wolf cavalry. cavalry. So, yeah. so you, you will be rerolling all of your hits and ones to wound with 45 like of these guys that are all getting um it's like three or four attacks on the charge total. Yeah. Um, yep. like it gets really murdery. It's just not enough. Yeah, um exactly right. Yeah. Like one unit one literally one unit of centurions clears the whole lot of almost all 45. It's just it's just a bit toxic. Um so, counter assault, counter charge, yeah. you want to get the next one? Yeah, absolutely. Use this stratagem in your opponent's charge phase. Select one space wolves unit from your army. Until the end of that phase, that unit can perform a heroic intervention as if it were a character. In addition, it can perform this heroic intervention if there are any enemy units within six instead of three, and also doing so can move six instead of three. I love it. I think it's fantastic. Well, yeah. So this is this is a huge deal for a lot of reasons. One, it means that uh, we're going back to the Wolfguard Terminator plasma bomb. It can now heroically intervene six inches. Mm-hmm. Six inches, um, which is a terrifying prospect. Um, it, yeah. it changes their threat range immensely, and it all um, um, and it. There's something we haven't hit on yet. Um, we'll start hitting on it now, but we're going to continue hitting on it when we get to um, the uh, the uh, biker invo stratagem, which is just all Space Marines got, but it's a really big deal for Swift Claws. This is a huge deal for Swift Claws. Swift Claws mm-hmm. are the Blood Claw biker. It pres- um, they can come in a unit of sixteen effectively. <laughs> Yep. They can get up to six attacks. They still have the same bolters that bikers have, even though they hit on fours. They they can move in advance. Then you transhuman physiology them. You give them a three-up invo. You make them minus one to hit and in cover. So now they're a two-up, three-up invo, minus yeah. one to hit, to, and, and uh, having the damage that's coming in. The, um, Inside. And, and so here's the thing. The play here is you hide them, and if you get first turn, you move them up 20 inches and you literally just block their entire army. Yes. Yep. Wall them off. So the reason that works is they're so hard to kill. You can't charge them. You're just going to have to shoot them. That's really your only option. But the, the plan here, this is a, like a 450 point unit. It's not cheap, but the entire rest of your army gets to move up for a turn with basically no, um, with no penalty or they ignore your, um, ignore your super buffed unit and try and kill the other stuff you have going on, which means they're going to yeah. be dealing with most people will underestimate the swift claws because they just don't see them. They don't understand yeah. them. Um, yep. but, but like you're going to be getting um, like 12 thunder hammer attacks out of there hitting on two or threes. Um, uh, you're going to be getting uh, uh, it's six ish attacks, sometimes more depending on how you do it um, mm-hmm. with chainsaws. That'll be AP one. Um, yeah. You know, so you're talking about um, what? So six attacks. So that's ninety attacks. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. So, so they can't engage with them, and if they're stupid enough to leave anything nearby or try to move up as much as they can, you can just heroically intervene to them in their charge phase. You don't leave them any option but to deal with them or ignore them and pay the penalty. And that's a really cool choice to force on your opponent if you can. So one thing that I'm seeing here is that this this kind of takes away the overwhelming need to have a good quantity of obsec. So let's say you go back to your terminators you were talking about. If you were to drop that unit of ten terminators and straddle across two objectives, 
essentially no one can double move termagants or guardsmen off to take them off you because you can proc intervene onto any point of that objective essentially as long as you're one inch in from the border and hit them and, and just clear them off you can't you can't take it away from people that's i think that's immensely powerful especially as a psychological tool more than anything else Absolutely. It, it changes. So we haven't even gotten into the fact that this allows her vehicles to heroically intervene as well. Yeah, I know. It's hilarious, isn't it? Um, it's just so, like it. Bjorn and, Motifang, all that well, does. Well, well, no, 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 no. Drills, my friend. Drills. Oh, um, of course. So they get plus one to hit on the charge, heroic intervention, or when they're charged. They have six attacks with a strength 14, AP3, three damage thunder hammer. Does this yeah. sound like a, a a smash captain to you? Because it, it, hits, it hits like one. Also, mm. if it doesn't kill you, it starts doing mortal wounds on a two up, yeah. and then a three yep. up, and then a four up. Yep. Like it is it's a very good. It's a stupid. It, like it costs the same as a smash captain with a thunder hammer and a storm shield. It's T eight with ten wounds, and it can deep strike, and it carries stuff, and has two storm bolters or heavy flamers, depending on how you want to do it. I like the storm bolters. One thirty six is a really great value. That's why like, I don't, and they are why I don't look at um, uh, impulsors, impulsors nearly yeah. as much because the value that they can bring with just the heroic intervention strat, that strat right there is the game changer. It's only one so. CP. It allows you to all of a sudden, hey, I popped up with uh, with dudes and and I've got this thing over here. If you want to charge the dudes, you're going to have to deal with the drill. Um, you mm. know, like it, it can it can really... It, um, especially where if you're running three or four of these, all of a sudden your entire army can feel very unchargeable for bigger, tougher units where they're like, yes. I don't know where to go. Um, and it makes yeah. it, then it forces them to start shooting at just your drills, which hopefully you're buffing correctly and hiding. Um, so that um, again, you're getting that maximum value out. And and what people again, the, the big thing with space wolves, everything can kill anything. You just need to manage the get your opponent shooting at the at at one consistent target. So that the other unit can connect. So if it's the exactly blood cause right. versus the the drill, you they can shoot either. You can make both pretty durable, or you can hide one and make the other durable. Mm. You just want them to only be able to kill one and not the other, to, so you can that next turn, that next move, whatever it is, connect. And also, exactly um, right. uh, let's, but let's move on. I'm sorry, we got a lot to go. Through. <laughs> it's all good, mate. Uh, next one is storm strike one CP. You discharge him in your shooting phase when a storm fan gunship model from your army is chosen to shoot with. To know that phase when resolving attack made with the health frost destructor by the model, add one to the hit and wound roll. Sorry, add one to the hit, the wound, and damage rolls. That's a good one CP if you're going to bring one of those. But I mean, do you they see? Are, do, is there um, any play for the storm fan? They're like 230 points now, and with the um, and they have heavy bolters on their stuff with the changes that are coming. There, people have been talking about them. I think they're cool. Um, yep. I don't know that like that's necessarily the direction I want to go right now in night yeah. with all the vehicles and like, and all like the anti-tank and yeah. yeah, exactly. I don't know that that's necessarily what I want to, where I want to go, but you can't outflank it now. And, and that is a very good, you know, reasonable delete key. Um, it is. A, well, it's a very good one CP strat, isn't it? Plus one to yeah. hit wound and damage. That's very good. Either of those could be yeah, broken. Either one of those could be knocked off. You're usually going to be wounding on twos at that point, and then um, I'd have I, I do not I'm um, I'm in the wrong book to look at the the damage profile, but I think it's like two d three or it like it, it's a it's a reasonable amount. So like all of a sudden you'd be doing a guarantee uh, more guaranteed damage. Um, yeah. So I don't know that that's really worth doing, but if you have one and you want to field it, it's certainly got a lot more viable and points wise, it is definitely on the borderline of of playable. 
Yeah, I think so too. I think it's a fringe a fringe unit that you're not going to really regret taking if you you do chuck it on the table. But uh, moving on, you want to catch the next one? Absolutely. So we, next up is Crushing Assault. This is a uh, stratagem for the charge phase when your Thunderwolf Cavalry unit from your arm, army finishes a charge move. For each model in that unit, you can select one enemy unit within one inch of that model and roll a D6 on a two-up. That unit suffers one mortal wound. It's fine. So, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, as far, as far as these kind of things go, these kind of crushing assault impacts kind of stuff like Bulgan have something yeah. similar. Inceptors have some, so yeah, Inceptors have something similar. Um, Blood Crushers have something similar. This is kind of the best one of those, but even yeah. in saying that, it's still not that good. Like I'm spending a, a CP to maybe like I'm not going to be running more than five of them because exactly black right. Yeah. So best I'm spending a CP here. to at best do five mortal wounds, which is cool. And, yeah. and, and that might be situationally good, but I can't really build around Thunderwolf Cav based on that. In all honesty, the only times I see this being a thing is if you were charging something that was going to get to hit you first. Like, because I, 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 like when I think about Thunderwolf Cav, what the hell are they charging? They're not going to kill with their attacks. That you need five, you need four or five extra mortal wounds on, as a cherry on top. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what is that model? Is that Gilliman? Yeah, okay, cool. Then, then you get some mileage out of it. Unless yeah. it's like a. Unless it's something that legitimately is going to hit you first, like you've got a you've got a debuffing you fight last psychic power on yeah, you, charge yeah, that, captain, like, something like, yeah, that that's yeah, that's I it. Uh, but as, a, as 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 for that player, it's cool. Um, next one is Gene Rort Might. I yep. think we can dodge this one. Everyone knows what it does. Six is uh, auto wound on the hits for primaries infantry. Um, kind of much of a muchness. Everyone um, knows what it does. But I'll jump on touch of the wild. So one CP use this strategy. Hello. Yeah, if you're taking mass primaries infantry. Hello? You hear me? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, we had a bit of a hiccup there. Sorry. Oh, uh, no stress. Yeah. Um, so, Touch of the Wild. Uh, use it uh, in the fight phase. Select one Space Wolves character model in your army until the end of the phase when resolving attack made with a model and a modified hit roll of six. Oh, sorry, a four. Pl- a four plus scores one additional hit. I. Th- this is so freaking good. Yeah. I can't get over how good this is. So... I'm sure you can wax lyrical on this one for a little bit. Um, it, it is limited to characters, and I feel like the the higher the value, so you can already get a lot of blending done. Like you can already plus attacks in a lot of other ways for space walls. I feel like the higher the um, the higher the um, damage of the attack, things like um, thunder hammers get more mileage out of this, and say things like chainsaws. Yeah, I mean that's a pretty easy statement to say. Yeah, so we again we we kind of went over earlier that you could buff a Thunderhammer to four damage and then with the litany get it to five and with a touch of the wild on a Wolf Lord, um, especially one on a um, a Thunderwolf, um, like the like he, they do like thirty to forty damage to any knight in the game, like they just wreck. ridiculous. Um, it's ridiculous. Is that is that attacking twice or once? Uh, that's once. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure I, that map, yeah, yeah, is, yeah, that map is like a couple of weeks old, but yeah, it's 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 stupid. Um, and it's ridiculous. The, but, but the thing is, is that again, we're we have to think about what units are we actually going to be using. Um, mm-hmm. So this is this is really great um, on wolf priests. The like like what I like what I like to think about this for is it's uh, it's 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 cool that you can make something kill a knight. Obviously, I went to see what the extreme is, and I know that like with this Ragnar kills like most anything in yeah. the game. In the game, um, yeah. <laughs> but. I think about it more of like space wolves are again a board control like we you can't touch us because everything can hurt you army. Yeah, so yeah. I think about it as getting my characters just over the killing limit, the killing point they need to be at. So like okay, my smash captain wouldn't or my smash lord would have killed that knight 
if he just had two more attacks, well, I can make that happen now, right? Like exactly it's, right. That, it's um, the other example that I think people need to think about is Rune Priests. Um, they have a three damage, uh, 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 or they have a D three damage, uh, AP three, or like they have a uh, really some really insane relics that they can take now that are really great. They uh, you have uh, the the uh, the Ghost Wolf uh, psychic power that adds an extra six yep. attack. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah. So you can get him to like twelve ish attacks or more. And then you're um, then you can fight twice with Touch of the Wild. Like he can end up blendering like thirty conscripts on his own. And That's so insane, I, I, I look at that and like if you're going to go for volume, Space Wolves actually have other characters that are just as efficient as Ragnar for either less points or with more mobility or more more utility. In my opinion, yeah, yeah, um, that's fair. Um, yeah, where so, I see this is. Sorry, uh, for one CP, this seems insane. Yeah, there's just, a, yeah. but only oh, seems insane in, in the context of space wars. If you were to give this to say, uh, for my for one of my factions, Dark Angels, yeah, we don't have the massed attacks to get a huge volume and to double down on this as as you guys do. But the fact that you take this in context when you can have say plus four attacks on this dude before you use Touch of the Wild, which once you factor in Touch of the Wild on just those four attacks becomes six attacks, and you're always hitting on twos. It's insane. It's yeah. actually ridiculous. Uh, but I'm a huge fan of this because I think for one CP, this is something that base was needed. Um, where, but where where I the unit I was thinking of. Um, was Murderfang. Murderfang's a character, yeah? The Lone Wolf stratagem makes any... Yeah. If, if a guy ends up at one... If you have one dude left, he becomes a character. He gets two extra attacks anyway. If he's like a... If he is, say, a Wolf Guard leader um, from a Blood Claw squad, he also gets one extra attack um, mm. for being a, in a Blood Claw squad. So he can be at like seven base attacks on the charge, you know, hitting on twos with a, yeah. a power fist or a thunder hammer. And then, so now he just explodes. Like there's, there's a lot of uh, great versatility. Bjorn is a monster with this. Mm. Um, and it makes Bjorn really a, an interesting choice because space souls really just want reroll ones. And now that he can move and shoot without any penalty, popping a couple, uh, you know, an assault cannon or some last cannons on him and having him be able to do long range work as the army closes. Cause he does move eight. He's not a normal dreadnought. Um, he is also he is T eight, um, and yeah. and and is phenomenally durable with a five up. Feel no pain. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, agreed. So, so there there's a lot of I think that he could have play um, for certain lists that really want to slog up the board, uh, or yeah. or just take the middle because again he can once he gets in the middle he can reach anywhere in the board with his gun and he can kill anything in the game. Um, yes, like, he can. That's, that's gonna, the thing is gonna... with Space Wolves, we're, we're usually talking about they have like eight different characters that just murder anything they touch. Just mm. anything. It doesn't really yeah. matter. Like, like for big things. And then all of their other units blend hordes. So it, it's a really nice balance. But let's keep on moving. Well, so I'm just looking at these last oh, ones. Yeah. So we have Target Sided, Steady Advanced, Hunter Slayer, Transhuman Physiology, um, skilled, skilled Riders, Vengeance of the Machine Spirit, yeah. and Skyfire. Now, those are all pretty much Space Marine transfers, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, there's only really... So there's Death Grip Bite. Yep, would you like to touch on that one? Yeah, so use the stratagem in the fight phase when a Thunderwolf Cavalry unit from your army is chosen to fight with until the end of that phase. The Crushing Teeth and Claws weapons uh, models in this unit are uh, uh, that they are equipped with are uh, have a damage characteristic of two. So this yeah. is really cool. Yep. Um, it's really cool when you consider, um, cause so the way Thundercav work is they have three attacks from, from those claw, claws. 
that can be buffed up to four with Canis Wolfborn. So you can be getting an extra 20 attacks that are now damage two. And if you are using the litany and attacking of these three are damage three and they are AP one. Um, so, yes. if, so later on in the, um, if you're in the assault doctrine, they're AP two. So your strength five AP two damage three, that gets cool. It's not something again you can really build around. Um, no, and I would. So, well, I I wish this was in. So, of course, they were going to give um, some stratagems to some specific space wolf units here, um, as they have done with like all the other psychic awakenings. I wish this one read something of the ilk of um, when a unit of space wolves moves, uh, sorry, advances, it can still charge or something like that. I wish that was sure. what it got instead, because I just feel like space wolves needed. A, sorry, space wolf. Um, Thunderwolf Cav needed the delivery more than anything yep. else. Because what Absolutely. they do is they move 12 inches first turn, they connect with the screen, maybe, and then yep. they, expl- they, they explode. <laughs> Just explode. So, yeah. so there are two of the transferred uh, ones we need to talk about real quick on how they affected Space Wolves. Again, yeah. skill, skilled riders specifically. In, in Now, if, if Wolf Guard on bikes were still a thing, that's pretty much all this podcast would be about. They unfortunately were legends, but they were they <laughs> they were like the perfect unit for yes. the psychic awakening. That just, and unfortunately, we just don't have them anymore. But the the uh, swift claws, mm. spe- like being able to give them a three up invo on a unit that can be sixteen or maybe even seventeen with an attack bike. I have to double check. Mm. But the, just the pile of wounds that is now like, hey, so uh, here's like thirty five ish wounds that all have yeah. three up invos. They're T five. They're minus one to hit. Two up. You know, like. Give, they're in cover. Give us what you got. Um, like that is a phenomenally useful stratagem for early game plays. That unit can kill anything in the game, and it still has um, what is it? Uh, Sixty bolter shots. Yep. So, like, like, like in the tactical doctrine, turn two, like it, it can still do some serious horde clearing work. And you, the thing is, is you can you can really be clearing the first set of hordes and if you have a plus two to your charge getting into that second set of hordes blood claws yeah. the or any of the blood claw keyword um units um are some of the most buffable in the space wolf codex because um they one um wolfen work within 12 inches of them for the reroll charge and plus one attack yep. buff as opposed to six so that's huge that can allow you to have one squad of wolfen that can act like even as its own soak um yeah uh, yeah like so now it's like hey do you want to charge the wolfen that just ran in advance and are right behind all of those swift claws. I mean, this is a very yeah. expensive uh, set of units we're talking about here. Um, but like, it, it, it could be like a pick your poison kind of thing, which is which is again what space wolves really like are good at. They they they're good at making you have no good trades. Yeah, I think that, I think that's it. Is because no matter what you trade with, whatever's left is still can still do the job. Yeah, yeah, you really have to maim them hard, right? Like right off the bat, and and they have a lot of ways to mitigate that, and they have even more now with uh, everything being able to be deep struck. They already had a one CP uh, uh, one for all infantry, but being able, yeah. like that's the thing with swift claws. If turn one, you're like they can absolutely pick up my bikes if I don't get if I don't get my buffs off. You can you can outflank them, have them show up turn two. They're still going to be relevant. You can buff the crap out of them, you know, on your terms. So like that's why I think they're a really cool bully unit that no one expects. Yeah, I agree as well. Now the next one I think we need to, we need to give it its moment in the sun because it, it's going to get yeah. its moment in the sun for every space. Transhuman physiology is that a oh. game changer for space wolves? It is. Yeah. Tell me it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Totally. Yeah, it one hundred percent is um, for a lot of reasons. Um, again, going back, they 
Space Wolves have more three up invos in the ar- in in their army than almost any other Marine faction. In fact, they might yeah, have more than anyone else. I think they um, do as well. Yeah. So so they really get to leverage transhuman physiology. Wolfen obviously are are the the easy target. Um, they they already have a three up invo. They have a five up feel no pain. They are a multi wound model. I think that what's going to be really cool is what's going to happen with space wolves. Once we get the extra wounds and we kind of readapt to all that stuff is most likely they're going to be able to kind of pick the key unit. You don't want to die. And they have enough buffs that they're going to just, you're going to, if they, if your opponent focuses down that one unit, they will have wasted too much of their shooting that they needed to put on other units. So you'll get the benefit that way. Or if they don't, you, you get to do the thing. So, well, because you you were talking you, you you encapsulated it really well before. You were talking about you always need to trade up with space wolves, but then yeah. the fact that you can then force an overcommitment by your opponent means exactly. that they don't get to do that. They don't get to trade up. They don't get the option to. Um, they're lucky if they get to trade in the first place. Two wound blood claws and two wounds or three wound swift claws will be game changers. Um, also, um, wolf guard, um, just the regular wolf guard. Um, not the wolf guard terminators getting three wounds will be immense. Um, it's also immense that you can now see a three wound wolf. A wolf guard in any basically unit uh for blood claws or whoever um so now you can have a three up invo um mm. like depending on how storm shields change that's not, that's all that's all speculation but they yeah any buff like having two different wound profile units can be really useful so if you go okay cool you're just gonna blast me with uh you know bolter fire i'm gonna take these two ups on my terminator he now has three wounds i have to make Three ones instead of two ones is a huge change for them. Mm, Not to I mention agree. that blood claws. The only problem with them always was like they just don't have enough wounds to get there, man. Like I don't need every single one to get there. I can buff the hell out of them, but there's just not yeah. enough wounds in the pool. And then if you wanted to take the giant units of fifteen, which obviously we won't be seeing because of blast, um, that w- that didn't work either. So, but uh, I I think that's pretty much everything for stratagems. It is, isn't it? And so this is a perfect, perfect segue, Mitch. We're going to take an ad break in a moment. We're going to take an ad break. We're going to uh, let you guys hear from the wonderful people who support the Frontline Gaming Network. And then we're going to come back and we're going to talk relics and we're going to do a bit of a wrap-up. So bear with us and we'll see you in a couple of minutes. Support for this podcast comes from Invent Together. According to studies, less than 13% of all inventors who hold a U.S. patent are women. Black and Hispanic college graduates patent at half the rate of their white counterparts. But we can fix that by increasing participation in innovation and patenting by underrepresented groups. It would quadruple the number of American inventors and increase annual GDP by almost $1 trillion. Invent Together is a coalition of organizations, companies, universities, and concerned citizens committed to ensuring that everyone has the opportunity to invent and patent. Because the more diverse the American patent system gets, the stronger and more successful our nation will become. What can you do to help diverse inventors patent and unleash economic opportunity? Find out at inventtogether.org. Learn more and take action today. This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends you new cartridges, so you never have to think about ink. Save up to 50%. You'll pay less than $5 a month for ink and never run out again. 
Find out if your printer is eligible and enroll today at hpinstantink.com. Conditions apply. For details, visit hp.com slash instantinkspotify. And we are back with Mitch. And so, yeah, we just wrapped up the stratagems. It's, do we want to – we'll take a couple of minutes and, and talk about the stratagems now because I feel like there was some really, really exciting and interesting stuff out of there. But there were also a couple of holes. I wonder what your thoughts are, mate. Yeah, not enough, no, no real buffs to charging, obviously, is the big hole. Um, other than that, like, I would have liked to have seen some different abilities for rune priests. Um, yeah, yeah. Swift claws. Um, I mean, they got the three up, like, that every biker unit got, which is cool. But, like, something more, like, a few more blood claw. Actually, the, the unit that was most neglected, in my opinion, would be Grey Hunters and Wolf Scouts. Wolf Scouts serve no purpose. Um they do have a couple of cool tricks, but yeah. They like might as well be legend at this point for the how neglected they feel like they, they are. Have, but they feel- have one janky move. Yeah, what's that? Uh their so their 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 outflank does not uh, require yeah. them to be wholly within nine inches of the edge. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. they can kind of spread out wherever they want and they just have to be nine inches away. Most people don't expect that and it can be used for some kind of funny objective grabbing stuff, but that's that's mm. literally it. Yeah. Uh, so but with the what the whole I was seeing was that there wasn't any stratagems to to help their dreadnoughts, their specific dreadnoughts, e.g., beyond Murderfang or the 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 wolf, wolf and dread. The wolf and, the dreads wolf and dreads. Are, That's yep. another unit that I was surprised did not have some specific buff. Like and the like same some sort for, of like murderous rage or yeah. like just something where they did, like they could advance and charge because like, they can't do that. Like exactly. allowing one to be able to do that would have been really cool. And the same thing for the actual Wolfen. So if, to my mind, there isn't a Wolfen specific yeah. stratagem at all, is nope. there? There's nothing to nope. actually nope. buff Wolfen. Not get any love. It was really weird. Mm. That is very strange for me because at the moment, what we've got, we've got um, the vehicles get get some buffs. The characters get a bunch of buffs. A bunch of the, uh, of course, as uh, all our Space Marines, a bunch of Primera stuff gets a buff. Um, wolf Guard get a buff. Thunder Wolf Cav get a buff. And that's about it. Yep. Yeah, apart from stuff, there's, there's a couple of generalist ones, but there aren't as many unique ones as I would have assumed, what I would have suspected. Like, I mean, I know coming from the Dark Angels ones, there's quite a few specific ones, especially there's like two yeah, different... Yeah, very Deathwing, like, like, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, the Terminators got love, and Wolfguard got some love, but that's it. That, like, and Thundercab got a lot of love, but man, not not nearly enough to help them. Yeah, exactly uh, right. There's not nothing to st- really, like, exponentially change the status quo. was a big winner out of this second yeah. wave. I feel like they've almost painted that on the Space Wolves. Like, here here to open year to find the killer characters within. Um, but we're going to jump on from here. We're going to start talking about... So the next, next up would have been the Litany, but we've already touched on those. Unless you want to talk a couple of minutes on the, the overall bonus of the Litany's bring... I mean, there's one, there's one really jam- like like one really interesting build where you take two of the Wolfguard Terminator Plasma Bombs yep. um, because you now have a way to give both of them plus one to hit. Oh, that's so- true. The idea is that you you uh, already have infiltrators or something that's taken the center. These guys drop down on the left and the right flank, and then you have a, a rune priest somewhere in the middle, an Arjak there, and you now have this kind of unassailable wall that can intercept yeah. everywhere. That 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 is like they're deleting like just the shooting is deleting a, at least one unit a turn each. Um, and and that and uh, what you're going to be doing is you're not necessarily like the, the, people have to get used to not overcharging their plasma. Um, yeah, that, that, it, it completely changes how uh, Wolfguard Terminators play. One, they're amazing against sisters. Um, because yeah, phenomenal. Still actually, like, wow. was, yeah, like, like they they will just mulch right through like sisters like it's nobody's business. They do not care. 
Um, they, uh, it's the same thing for, um, you know, you know, when to turn it on when you're shooting at, you know, something with a feel, no pain. Yeah. Get that extra, you know, force that extra damage through anything that, that can make sense, but you can be ignoring the negative to hit on one of them so that you're hitting on twos with all your bolter shots and you're hitting, um, on twos with all your plasma shots. So getting some utility out of that in the assault doctrine where everything goes up in AP. So you know, your AP four, um, yeah. Like oh, you mean you mean tactical for the tactical? Sorry, tactical yes, doctor. Your AP, yeah, your AP four, and that's usually the turn you're going to drop both of those Terminator squads simultaneously. Um, it it can, you can uh, you can be maximizing the the psychic buff and the cut uh, um, and the minus one buff can cover both of them. So basically, yes, you're only going to be able to transhuman uh, one of them, but usually you can make it so that one is more optimal target and the other one's less optimal target to whatever wants to be shooting at them and buff that one. So that becomes this, like, now that is half of your army. Let's be clear. Um, but it is, it is an immensely hard to deal with half your army, and it really becomes playable with the three wound bump. Yeah, it's about to become 60 wounds of, that yeah. are protected by a two plus, three plus. That's yeah. not it's not bad at all, man. That's a good yeah. 60 wounds. Uh, depending on how, how the points change, because those points could go up quite a bit, and it could become two-thirds of your army or something. Um, yeah. But yeah, I feel like we'll, we'll jump over to the relics now. So. Yeah. I'll, I'll jump on the first one. You can jump on the next one. The first one is Mountain Breaker Helm. Infantry character only after you've uh, resolved the bearer's attacks in the fight phase, but before they consolidate, you can select one enemy unit within one inch of the bearer and roll a D6 on a 2+. plus. That unit suffers essentially a smite, D3 model wounds. And if, if this ability destroys an enemy character and the bearer is your warlord, treat the bearer as having performed the deed of their legend. So as, as if they performed their warlord trait yeah. deed. Um, so... Eh? This, no, this is actually a really yeah. cool um, relic. Um, very specifically, if you're gonna build a guy like uh, a guy who wants to hit stuff and is and you know that this character is always going to be getting into combat, that's a free smite every turn. That is true. That's actually very true. Yeah, like if, if he's going to be stuck in, especially if you're going for more of a, a high attack count, uh, like uh, um, people don't always expect Space Wolf characters to be the thing that blends the screen, um, and and so they can be really um, kind of underprepared for that. And you can get unique angles that avoid overwatch and stuff. So if you're going for something like that and you know, like, okay, he's not going to kill all 20 dudes, but he's going to kill 10 and he's going to do D three more mortal wounds to it. And I can fight again. And then no, I kill all of them. Um, like, uh, like there, there's a lot of different ways you can kind of use, use that. It's not, is it like the, the relic you're going to build around? Not at all. But if you're going for really smashy characters that, you know, are going to be going into combat, you know the majority of the game and you you're not really drawn to anything else this is a really great way to make something extra smashy yeah i agree so when you paint it like that when it's just a free smite that's a bonus smite at the end i think it can be pretty saucy um the only issue i have with it is that it's before you consolidate and it's yeah. within one so people yeah. who know it's coming are just going to pick up the guy who's within one inch um yeah and, and take it away. That's the only issue I have with it because you can play. I, th I feel it's too easy to play around. If it was after consolidate, it would be sick. It would be actually sick. I, I tend to agree with you. The uh, uh, yeah, that, that's a totally fair. That's a totally fair problem with it. It's 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 very situational. But I think that if you're going to go all in on the blender build anyway, and you're always well, just throwing yeah. everything in, that's not a bad relic to just be like, yeah, every time. So anyway, yeah, exactly right. Next one, oh, the Tells next one. Forms. Talisman of Storms. Rune Priest only. After resolving the first psychic power for the bearer in your psychic phase, roll 1d6 for each enemy unit within 12 of the bearer. On a 4+, plus, that enemy unit suffers a mortal wound. Cute. 
Um, yeah, okay. I, I played with it. Um, the only way I really see it working is on a rune priest, Phobos, uh, um, a Phobos rune priest, um, because they start really close, and you can use, um, you can move and advance them up, cast the psychic power that lets them move and advance backwards. Oh, so basically, yes. sp- like this works great if they're like MSU is a thing, and if they're if they're more clumped up, you could probably tag, you know, for a good number of mortal wounds. Is it like? Is it worth it? No, I don't really no. think so. But, <laughs> but, yeah. but again, cool. Like it's another extra little mortal wound thing you can do if you're running more psychic, psychic heavy. Like that, that can be great. But not, 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 not blowing your skirt up, really. Exactly how I see it as well. Next one, worm splitter. Um, model with power axe only. Model this relic replaces a power axe has the following profile: uh, strength plus one, minus two, two damage. And then when you're uh, resolving attack made with this weapon against a monster or vehicle, it's got damage damage characteristic of four. Now I'm not huge on this. I think a thunder hammer is just better. But what do you think, mate? Okay, so in lists where you're really tight on points, and especially if you're going Primaris build, Wolf Guard Battle Leader Primaris comes with a power axe, eighty five oh. points. You, you can give him this. So now he starts with five attacks. If we want to give him the pseudo warlord trait for an extra attack, that's six plus one for the charge. They're all hitting on twos. Um, like a, it's a flat two damage axe. And mm. then when you need it to spike at the bigger targets, he can just be like, cool. I hit with 21 of 22 attacks. I wound with, you know, only like seven or eight of them, but that's still matter. four damage yeah. each. Like that's still going to kill a lot of things. Yeah, and you missed the exploding sixes in Assault Doctrine, and it'd be negative three on top of that, which means you're getting a six-plus save on just about any vehicle in the game. Yeah, yep. okay, when you paint that picture, it actually looks pretty cool, especially the yeah, primary uh, build. Yeah. Also, if you use their Litany, it becomes a damage five. So, <laughs> yeah. so it, it can really, really kind of spike on you. Um, is, it, is it the thing you're going with all the time? No, but I definitely have some lists that include it. Nice, all right. Storm Song, hit it up, mate. Okay, so Stormsong, model equipped with a Mastercrafted Stalker Bolt Rifle only. This relic replaces the Mastercrafted Stalker Bolt Rifle and has the following profile. Range 36, Heavy 1, Strength 6, AP 3, 3 damage. Um, and it can target characters. Pretty good profile. Yeah, but it's one hit. Um, the yeah. problem with this is, like, the per- so the what I use my Phobos Wolf Lords for um, uh, with that Stalker Bolt Rifle is the Kraken Bolts, which we're going to get to. So mm. it really just does, it's an irrelevant relic to me, because if I'm going to take that model, his purpose is to give me reroll ones to wound on for any Imperial unit, and, you oh. know, with a 36-inch range. So yeah. that's a much more useful toolboxy thing. I just don't ever see myself using this. Not totally fair enough. All right, uh, weird blade, weird bane. Model yes. with a runic sword only. This uh, runic, this relic replaces the runic sword. Has the following ability: uh, strength plus one, minus four, d three damage. Resolving attack made with this weapon, you can re-roll the wound roll. In addition, as the target of the attack is a psyker, the weapon has a damage characteristic of three instead. Instead, so it always has re-roll to wound, which has been notorious been the the, word, the biggest fall down of, of power swords in that ilk because they have low strength. Yeah. Uh, re-roll to wound, minus four, d three damage, and so strength five. Sweet. Yeah, it so, sounds pretty good, man. So, so let, let's let's get into why this is great. So we're gonna we're gonna take a rune priest. Uh, now I like this on a Phobos rune priest, personally. So he's gonna start with five base attacks plus one because he's a space marine. Uh, plus one if we want to give him a pseudo warlord trait. Plus six for a psychic power. So now he's at thirteen. Uh, Touch of the wild. He's gonna be at around nineteen to twenty. Fighting twice is about forty attacks. Um, Rerolling to wound for the majority of them. This is yeah. why I don't think Ragnar is special. 
Um, okay. He, he, yep, yep. He, he does what every Space Marine character does, which is if you properly buff him, he is a murder tornado. And that's mm. awesome, and he's great at it. And I'm, I have no knocks against him. I just need other utility characters to do other jobs that he can't do, and I can't give him relics to do. So, or 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 the warlord traits I want. So I, I I look at like there's a lot of ways to create things that just kill anything in Space Wolves. Don't yeah. get hung up on Ragnar. He's a pretty face with a big chainsaw, <laughs> but there are a lot of other options. Um, the, I love the, the description. Guy, the Phobos guy in particular, the Phobos Rune Priest, is totally like people do not realize how mobile he is. They do not realize all of the like all the extra stuff he can do. And he, and because you can have two different like the way I had been looking at running them is two two of them because then you get access to both psychic trees and he can the one um, the Phobos psychic tree really makes the Kelly Space Wolf psychic tree guy now he can move in advance and do all these different extra things so you have these two dudes who kind of just power each other up and one of them becomes a missile that can just literally kill anything mm -hmm. yeah so anyway dude yeah yeah like it's funny that like, every time you talk about space Wolf's character you have this you have this like one minute intro to talking about them where you just do this calculated math of being like 40 attacks from this guy and now all this other stuff it's it's actually crazy because every single character we've talked about every single one you do the same thing where you're just like just so you yeah. know painting painting the stage this is the setting for this guy 30 attacks at this profile 20 yeah yeah so crazy yeah. cool um we're jumping into the special issue um war gear here so this yep. is the, the the baby relics um I, I which of these well, do you they, like they, they don't here? have the same clarification yeah uh, the, like 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 they these are the baby relics but they can go on like they they don't have that same thing where you could give them to sergeants or anything uh yeah of course because we don't have we don't have sergeants we have wolf guard and so you just can't yeah. do that um uh space marine codex privilege yeah <laughs> Yeah. So um, uh, Ad the adamantine mantle, I, I think everyone is familiar with that one. Yeah. Um, the runic armor, it's cool. Two up, five up. Invo, great. I'm gonna give my my rune priest other relics like that badass sword we were just talking mm, about. Exactly um, right. So um, also the armor of rust gives you a four up invo and makes something fight last. Fight last. It's, it's just uh, better. Yeah. Which, by the way, is usually the best companion relic on that second Phobos librarian or rune priest. Oh, yep. Good call. Those two, those two guys together can take down most anything in the game, and you can't really approach them. Um, they they need a lot. They need a lot more babysitting now with the new character rules, but it can still work. Um, but let's go to the really saucy one. Arguably the best relic in this book. Arguably one of the best. Bolt, yeah, yeah, the best relic in the imperial, like in anything. Um, so I'll read this one out. Uh, when you give Please a model do. this relic, select one bolt weapon that model is armed with. When that model is chosen to shoot with, it can shoot with that. It can choose to shoot with that weapon to fire Morkai's teeth bolt. If you do, you can only make one attack with that weapon. But if it hits, if a hit is scored, that unit suffers one mortal wound, and that unit is marked by the by Morkai until the end of the turn. When resolving an attack against a unit marked with Morkai, re-roll a wound roll of one. It does not say who does it. it doesn't no. say it. it's just everyone. It Once is... you've been marked phenomenally good the terms and conditions here yep. are perfection actual perfection yeah like one guy rolling a two plus with a reroll needs to hit a dude yep. and then everything yep. else in your entire army allies whatever get real ones to wound fan freaking tastic yeah 
Yep. And and so this is a huge deal for anyone who plays Admech, anyone who plays Guard, anyone who plays an Imperial faction that doesn't have access to your ones to wound easily. Knights. Bam. Yep. Knights huge. Huge. And and, and it's such an easy thing to add. Um yeah, so like my, my go-to for this is always the Phobos Wolf Lord. Um because he's got a 36-inch range bolt gun. He he's gonna reroll once to hit natively. He mm. infiltrates, so you're always going to be able to see what you want to see. It just makes the most sense to me. Um, yeah, it does me too. Yeah. Um, back when uh, wolf priests could take storm bolters, that was my go-to. But yeah, yeah, yep. Um, other than that, um, there's only two other ones we should really hit on. I think digital weapons, yep. no one cares about. Mastercraft, it is a big deal, like because again, that's how you get the wolf lord that can get up to five damage, um, or possibly six damage if uh, uh, Thunderhammer's <laughs> four. <laughs> get a four um, wound. So I can do the math on that for you, but I, I'm pretty sure like it's like 42 <laughs> wounds to a knight or something stupid. It's so um, good, man, and crazy. So, so let's go with the next big deal, companion blade. So this uh, a model with a power sword or mastercrafted power sword only. This relic can replace a power sword or a mastercrafted power sword with the following profile. It's normal strength, nor um uh it, strength or I'm sorry uh, it's uh strength uh plus two AP three damage two, yeah. All right, so yeah, next one up is talisman of storms. You want to hit one up, that one up for us, mate? Yeah, sure thing. Rune Priest only, after resolving the first psychic power for the bearer in your psychic phase, roll 1d6 for each enemy unit within 12 of the bearer. On a 4+, plus, that enemy unit suffers one mortal wound. So, so it's, a bit of a, it's a bit of a cherry on top, yeah, but you got a, a combo with a Phobos? Was it you say a Phobos Rune Priest? Yeah, so, what you can, uh, so this is an option. So if you do a Phobos Rune Priest, you, they, they're able to move up and advance. Um, cast uh like you can cast they have some offensive powers or a buffing power that'll kind of like do this extra kind of chipping smite and then basically they can then cast the power for them to move and advance backwards the it's temporal corridor or something yeah um and uh so they're, they're usually able to go out do that and then come right back to safety i don't really think it's like unless you're in an extremely heavy msu Sort of thing like we're drone spam or something like that, where you could effectively be, you know, kneecapping a lot of units. Um, it's not really worth it, but it's 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 fun if you if you're if you're uh, going to run a, a Phobos Dream Priest, which I think are actually really really versatile. But yeah, I, I agree. I think they got a lot of play as well. And the other one I was thinking is Harlequins. I mean, there's no if you're playing against pure Harlequins, yeah. there's nothing that they have that doesn't want a copper smite and and yeah. then some. So yeah. that would always be a bit of spice there. Um, Worm Split is the next one. Yeah, so modern with power axe. Modern with Parax only, this relic replaces a Parax, has the following profile. Merely strength plus one, minus two, two damage. When resolving attack made with this weapon against a monster or vehicle, it has a damage characteristic of four. Now, that seems a little eh at first point, but uh, I'm assuming you've got something saucy to go with this? Yeah, so uh, with Space Wolves, like because you kind of want to take as many bodies as possible because they're all really good at killing things, you can kind of find yourself sometimes wanting access to affordable rerolls. So like as we'll kind of see, you can make any Space Wolf character a blender. So it's sometimes the cheapest blender possible. You know, we want the bargain basement. And that's where this yeah. axe comes in. A uh, Rune Priest, or not Rune Priest, a uh, Wolf Guard Battle Leader uh, in uh, uh, primar- a Primaris Wolf Guard Battle Leader comes with a power axe. You can give him this. He'll have five attacks to start with. Plus one, because he's a Space Wolf. Plus one for a pseudo warlord trade if you want to. Plus one if he's here a Wolfenstone if you want to do that, or Wolfen. Um, so that's seven <laughs> or eight attacks on the charge. 
Um, we're going to touch of the wild him. So now we're seeing somewhere between 10 to 11, you know, attacks. And we're going to swing twice. So now he's going to hit 22 to 24 times, um, you know, um, with something that will be two damage, you know, against infantry, which is great in a Primaris meta. It's strength five. It's AP two, AP three in the um, Assault Doctrine. So very, very effective. Um, and it's four damage against your harder targets. And then if we're using that same litany um, from Space Wolves, it's five damage. So again, yeah. Like you can, he, he, like you have an eighty-five point character that you know when buffed properly, you know can kind of punk anything in the game. Mm. Now, when you say it like that, like at first glance, it seems like oh, it's just a half decent weapon. But the fact that that guy comes with the power axe as base, as standard, uh, all of a sudden means this thing has got a bit more play. And so, he, do I, he also has yeah. a uh, invulnerable save, and you know, like uh, you know, like there's a lot of just well built um, stuff right in there. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, you want to jump on the next one, Storm Song. Absolutely. So a model equipped with a Mastercrafted Stalker Bolt Rifle only. This relic replaces the Mastercrafted Stalker Bolt Rifle with and has the following profile. Heavy 1, 36-inch range, strength 6, AP 3, damage 3. Sounds cool, but yep. you're basically never going to use this because there's another relic <laughs> on this list that you want to use on. Because this is for a, a Wolfguard Battle Leader in Phobos or, or a Wolf Lord in Phobos Armor. And you just don't want this. You want Morkai's teeth, which we'll get to. Um, mm, exactly right. But still, this this is it's as far as these kind of weapons go, the stalker weapons go. It's not too bad. But the problem and is, it's just overshadowed so well. Um, also, next one um, is, it doesn't yeah. say that it does mortal wounds on a six. So yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, so there isn't even and, the cherry on top of being able to yeah. one shot a four wound um, character. Yeah. Um, uh, next one is a weird bane. Models equipped with a runic sword only. This relic. Uh, replaces a runic sword has the following profile uh strength plus one uh, minus four d3 damage when resolving an attack made with this weapon you can re-roll the wound roll in addition if the target if the attack is a psyker it has flat three instead of d3 damage so seems like it seems like another one another like another worm speeder oh it's just a half decent one but when you think about some of the things you can do with the rune priest when they're self-buffing and sorry not yeah. rune priest it is rune priest yeah it's rune priest um Actually, so yeah. the reroll to wound roll is huge here because uh, your AP four, AP five. If uh, if you're in the assault phase, and he, I don't, I mean, you want to just cut through the like the the, the warp itself. I don't know, um, but uh, the big thing here is w uh, how many attacks you can generate off of one uh, rune priest. Yeah. I tend to go with the again the Phobos rune priest. Um, he's going to have what four or five attacks base. Um, plus one for a charge, plus one from a pseudo warlord trade if you want to do that, plus six from a psychic power. So he's going to be 10 to 13 attacks depending on how you, you buff him. Um, so we're going to touch of the wild him. He's hitting on twos. We're, so um, now all of a sudden we are at, you know, 18 to 20 hits. Um, we're going to, on top of that, make him fight twice. So now we're at like 36 to 40 hits. I mean, let's be conservative, 32 to 40. Um, and, and, and more than half of those are going to be re-rolling to wound and doing D three damage. Or if, you know, you're playing against, um, gray knights, um, he will like, like, like he will just wreck a, he will kill a whole squad of paladins on his own. Yeah. Yeah. Ferocious. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, but also like, think about this. This is a character that when properly buffed can kill an entire 30 man squad of conscripts unaided. That's true. Yeah. Like, that is like, very, like, very true. Like 20 plague bearers. Yeah. We can do that. No problem. Like, think about that. Think about mm, that the, kind of that kind of pocket power. 
Yeah, yeah. And so the real combo is if you, um, and the, this is a lot harder to do now because we don't have as many uh, slots for characters, but two rune priests, Phobos rune priests, one takes the uh, the Phobos tree and the other takes the space wolf tree. So now you can temporal corridor the, yeah. uh, the super buffed guy. And now he's just this insane murder machine that can go anywhere. And, or you pair him with the armor of Ross plus this. Like there's a lot of different things you can do where these guys, this this can make a uh, something that was already good really terrifying, and that plus one strength is huge because strength five is that magic number, right? It is, isn't it? Yeah. You're never well, you're never wounding on sixes, and you're usually wounding on three. Good call. So jumping over to the next section, next section is essentially what we would call the the special issue war gear. So essentially the baby relics, but there's a couple in here that are not baby relics. They are legitimate powerhouses in their own, own right we might jump over a couple of them um because they're just pretty basic for everybody like adamantine metal runic armor but uh Morkai's teeth bolts you alluded to this yep. before yeah there's so, a lot uh, to talk about here so jump into it man yeah so this is arguably the most powerful relic in all imperial books um for 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 overall buffs you can get um yeah. the, re- the reason for that and i'll read it out for you guys so Morkai's teeth bolts because you know they're they're great at naming things. The space wolves, really, <laughs> sure. their vocabularies are broad and vast. They include seven it's, or eight words. Yeah, um, fang teeth wolf, yeah. fang teeth wolf, fang teeth murder, wolf. Don't forget murder. murder yeah, of course, yeah, 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 yeah. The murder blood, of the teeth wolf. Fang. Lots of blood. Yep, yep, yep. Um, anyway, <laughs> so uh, when when you give a model this relic, select one bolt weapon. Again, this is why we tend to go with the wolf lord with the uh, uh, the Phobos wolf lord with the mastercrafted uh, 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 bolt rifle with that thirty six inch range. Um, when that model is chosen to shoot with, you can choose for that weapon to fire a Morkai's teeth bolt. If you do so, you can only make one attack with this weapon, but if it hit, if a hit is scored, the target unit suffers one mortal wound. And then that unit is marked by Morkai until the end of the turn. When resolving an attack against a unit that is marked by Morkai, reroll a wound roll of one. So there's a lot to get into this. So there are no restrictions. It doesn't say friendly. It doesn't say space wolf. It doesn't say shooting and it doesn't say fighting. There, it it is a it is a re, it is a it is a, a a one point or it is a a point and click paint one target. You now have a lieutenant on it. Exactly right, and it's got the best set of terms and conditions that you could possibly have for this kind of a buff. It is not restricted by by like you said by melee or range. It doesn't matter. Um, oh, sorry, is it? See, make one attempt. Until the end of the turn, yeah. So not merely all ranged or anything else. It's not restricted by allies or anything else as well. So you could literally paint it for your your guardsman to get real ones to wound. You could paint it for your knight to get real ones to wound. And all you Ad need mech. to do, Admech, yeah, oh, dude, because you can't get rerolls to wound for Admech. You get a bunch of pluses to wound. Nope. There are no rerolls. Yeah, yeah, um, it's a huge deal. What's crazy is that it's a two plus. So yep. you put it on a guy who's a two plus to hit re-rolling once to give you oh, an army wide buff. There's no yep. CP involved. You could take this as your oh, free oh, relic if you wanted you've to. You've hit on you've hit on some of the obvious factions, but let's talk about some of the units that 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 all of a sudden the numbers change. I'm going to start with the one I don't think anyone is going to think of right off the bat: conscripts. Yeah. Okay. Conscripts first rank fire, second rank fire, um, and then charging in as well. Well, yeah, but like, but like, there's so many different, like, all of a sudden, an army that is, um, that, that has a very hard time getting a kill a turn always yep. gets a kill a turn because now yeah. you're rerolling the ones you have enough volume of fire for wounds that you can simply overwhelm pretty much anything. That reroll ones makes that much of a difference statistically because you're talking about 120 shots per unit. 
Um, yeah, it's massive, isn't it? Yeah. So the so amount like, of value you can extract from this little, so presumably, yeah. What so you if just we look for big buff. numbers because that curve mm. pays off a lot more. Exactly so when you're looking right. at how to implement this, you know, um, another example is, um, oh, but or you can go the other way with it, really high strength. So let's go with a full payload manacore, strength ten. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. You know, uh, really wants to be rerolling those ones to wound. Doesn't mm. need line of sight to do this. Doesn't need anything. It's just going to get that buff. Um, yeah. The other thing to understand about this is units that are not technically on the board, so in transports or buildings, still still benefit from this. Yeah. Yep. So Very this true. is a this is a buff that you can have guys in a stormlord shooting out that that are getting the benefit of. You can have um, catafrons in a um, uh, in a building. Yep, and a bastion. There is a ton of different applications for this. This is the reason that space wolves are the number one detachment. If you are playing an army that isn't Marines or has some sort of easy access lieutenant equivalent in the Imperium, you should be looking mm. at them. You should be looking at a I patrol. Absolutely agree. Um, yeah, like absolutely the agree, other, mate. because they can bring you two things really, really easy. One, obviously, this uh, like basic reroll ones to wound a, a really smashy character and infiltrators, which are like, yeah. Like infiltrators yep. are 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 the thing that everyone wishes they had, and you can I just add them range, in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but you can add them in for 120 points and block out a huge amount of the board every turn. Well, on top or, of that, yeah. if you're taking if you are taking the dude with Morkai's teeth bolts on that uh, Phobos stalker, you have a second yep. bubble as well from that dude. Yep. So yep. you can block you can block out uh, more than a third of the board, almost a half of the board, with just those two well, those and, six and, models. And then if you give him the pseudo warlord trait to extend that by three inches. He blocks yeah. out almost. Uh, he blocks out almost a third of the board on his own. Crazy. Well, moving on. Uh, yeah. There's another there's a few others here that might be worth talking about. There's the companion's blade. Do you want to tell us about that? Absolutely. So a model with a power sword or mastercrafted power sword only. This relic require or replaces the power sword or mastercrafted power sword and has the following profile: plus two strength, AP three, two damage. Um, and when resolving an attack made with this weapon, if the bearer was within three of another friendly space wolf's character unit. You can re-roll the wound roll. So mm. again, this is two different swords that have really great AP, really good damage, really and strength bonuses that 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 are relics that can re-roll to wound. This one I don't see using as often. Um just because you are you you only have, you know, you have armor of rust, you have Morkai's bolts. You've got you've got a lot of different things that you want to take from Space Wolves. So I don't know that this one always gets a spot. But again, if you're looking for a cheap HQ that mm. want you want like, again, you can just um the uh oh, what is the the Terminator equivalent, the Primaris guys, the captains, Gravis. Um the Gravis yeah. Wolf Lord. He has a three up in bow natively and has like five attacks base. So again, we can get him right back into those numbers where he's doing like 20 plus attacks with this sword. Yeah, man. Like like and 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 that's just one example. Um, you know, there's a lot like there's a lot of different things that this allows you to keep your space wolves characters cheaper. And yep. as long as you're as long as you have the CP, they are just they are still just the murder machines you need them to be. Yeah, um, absolutely so, right. Now um, was the so, wolf was the wolf called talisman worth talking about much? The wolf tail talisman is um I think something that's very interesting, and I think it's something to be talked about in theory for ninth um specific mm. so let's talk about it didn't um it did not seem that great in uh in eighth because the board was bigger and yep. people and, and and smite spam was far more common so people would just outrange you and yeah. it didn't matter yeah, however exactly right. we are in an entirely different edition in a smaller board where everything scrums in the middle mostly mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a really important combo we need to understand here where we take a Klexus with this. Yeah, baby. And you are doing two bubbles where you can you're, um, I would put this on a Phobos character so I can start right in their face. And it's about getting pressure on them so that they have no way to really use what they want to use. Exactly right. And they could end up with, with like, if they've, if they've taken, like, Armin and two Demon Princes, they've got, like, 500 points of uselessness in their army. Well, and Great Eyes are still a thing. Like, yeah. they, don't, yeah, they haven't stopped existing. Um, <laughs> like, there, there are plenty of armies out there that, I mean... There are fewer because of of, a, of one particularly broken secondary, for sure. Secondary, agreed. Yeah. But outside of that, I think that uh, it, it, it could have play if you are in a very Psyker-heavy meta. You know, if you're mm. playing around a ton of chaos, yeah, this is a totally valid pick to examine. It, but yeah. again, I would be looking at it almost exclusively with the Kalexis so I can be pressuring them, you know, and, and they're either not part- participating in a certain part of the board or they are and they're having to do it under uh, duress. Yeah, exactly right. Well, that actually that'll actually bring us to the end of so, the. There's one other thing I want to hit on here. I yeah. just for the the mastercrafted power weapon. Uh, of course, um, yes, of so, course. So what we haven't talked about. So I, I, I talked about the wolf lord that can do like 40 damage to a night. That's great. As you're seeing here, all space wolf characters are murder machines. So the combo that I like to uh, um, that I I would tell people to look at is again more utility out of your character. So we're talking. A wolf priest, or hopefully the Primaris wolf priest on bike, um, with either a power fist or yep. just the Crozius. You can give him this relic. All of a sudden, that's a three damage Crozius, or it's a yeah. one plus D3 damage, or whatever the power fist ends up being. Um, again, like four attacks base. You can get him another one. You can get him another one. Like he'll be at, so now he's at six. Touch of the wild puts him at nine. Like again, you can. He, he he can be buffing himself, so all of a sudden that Crozier yeah. against monsters and vehicles can be damage four. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like there's a lot of different combos there. So again, when you're building your Space Wolf characters, it's very it's very intoxicating to be like, oh, this guy is 145 points. Yeah. You know, like he can kill anything in the game. I'm like, that's cool, but the 95 point dude can kill anything in the game too. Two so, exactly. So take that guy and get more utility and spread your points around better because that's I think uh, the easy trap. Is to have is to think that you have to have these super overpowered characters for space wolves. You don't um, like ninety yeah. percent of the time it's overkill. Like you've got yeah. twenty attacks, cool, you, and nine of them would have done. You know, <laughs> would have got well, the and, done. And then you're not swinging twice, and and there is value in that. So find like finding like the right characters that fit for you. That's great. If if you want to run Ragnar all the time, awesome. He he is certainly great. But I I just I think that so many people are 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 missing the point that. He's not great because he's special. He's just a great example of what Space Wolf characters are. That's perfect. That's very well said. And I think the only thing that really, the only thing that really holds Ragnar back is the strength six. Um, that and being uh, Primaris. If he could go another, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah very true. Well, that actually get a drop pod. Yeah, because then you'd have reroll from reserves and with the plus two. Um, to charge that would be saucy as all hell but anyway that brings us to the end of the content that we got given for space wolves in psychic awakening now we're going to do our usual internal external rating system now so mitch first off internally how good was this book for space wolves out of 10 um it was a seven um, yeah it, so for it to have been a 10 they would have needed to address uh their their troops the scouts or mm. and the charge problem like they 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 needed to address a couple things that they just didn't quite hit the mark on Wolfin again didn't get a buff. Yeah, there were yeah. there were 
that like is it great absolutely totally happy it's here you know it's something that is definitely added a lot of toolboxes but there were there was some stuff missing you can't give it a 10 out of 10 well, so I'm I'm of the opinion personally. I think it's a little bit lower. I think it'd be a five or a six, simply because like I mean, if you put it up to the the ten out of tens, that being Admech and Grey Knights, those are the those are the ten out of ten psychic awakenings. There's no no ifs or buts about them. Um, and the ones I guess would be things of the ilk of say Dark Eldar. They didn't all get that much, and and craft worlds things of that ilk. Oh, sorry, Harlequins would be up there as a nine or a ten as well. But um, where I see these guys, they didn't do what a lot of other ones did. They didn't make a total diabolical powerhouse unit. They didn't. They didn't make a um, a Grey Knight Paladins. They didn't make a Deathwing Knights. Although you know, um, and I only say that because I think Rave, I think Wolfguard Termies with the plasma were good before. They were good before the Psyche Awakening. They weren't. They're better now, but they were still good before. Like Deathwing Knights and Paladins were a freaking joke before Psyche Awakening. Same as the Ballastari for the Admech. Um, and I feel like to break. I feel like to get to the seven, eights, nines, you need to. It needed to have added something of that ilk. And of course, yeah, I do agree with you. They, they, if they got a delivery system, they'd be right up there. If they got um, a, a bit more well-rounded specific buffs, if they got a buff for Bud Claws, but getting better charges, if they got anything for a better charge, a better delivery method, maybe you know it would have been a phenomenal. What I what I would say is for, for, for like and and that that rating totally makes sense to me. The, the reason I go a little bit higher with it is they also got simultaneously buffed by the size of the board. Yes, um, that's true. Huge yep. huge buff for them. So a lot of the stuff that they got in the Psychic Awakening is far more relevant mm. than it would have been in than it was when we got it in eighth. Yeah, um, that is actually really true. And, and on top of that, I guess we haven't seen what Space Wolves really can do. Because one, they were just—they're not a popular marine faction. They are not going to be the easy one faction. This is harder than Blood Angels. This is harder than White Scars. This is har- harder than Iron Hands. This is harder than a lot of other marine armies. So, like, you have to want to play this sort of toolbox techie. Like, I—I I, I know we like it's very much like you—you you need to know where to plug the CP into and where mm. to position everything so that like. The, the idea is there's three different combos that you can have go off every turn, and your opponent will probably be able to stop two of them. But that means the one that you the one of them went off, and that's sort yeah. of your exchange rate. And and everything yeah. else is just making it really hard to kill and handle because space wolves do have pretty good access to some uh, really solid defensive buffs. All right, so switching over to the external, where does this put Space Wolves in the scheme of things relate, relative to everybody else uh, running into Ninth Edition? And I suppose we're still we're still conceptually in the very beginning of Ninth Edition. So, yeah, where are you seeing it at the moment? Um, so like that's the, that's a hard question. I mean, they're they're probably oh, yeah. somewhere like they're A minus tier if we're going tiers. Um, so uh, you know, like I I know that scores like one out of ten is like where where most people like to go, but I, I tend to think of like there's S tier, right? Which is yeah. Admech, Marines, um, Death Guard, maybe Harlequins. They're right on the edge of S tier. We don't yeah, know yet. Same. I think um, I think Harley, Harley's and Custodes are sitting in the the A to A plus tier. Yeah, I um, would say A plus. Like they, they're they're like they're gatekeepers that can win tournaments is almost how I put yeah, that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Well said. Um, I I feel like you almost need to give two scores for Space Wolves. I think I think they make the A minus to A plus in somewhere in there as a secondary faction, as a plug in, as a patrol. Uh, for sure. mono, I I don't I can't get a beat on them as a mono. Um, and that's so, what, that's yeah. By all means, feel free to give us your gut check. Yeah, so, so for mono again, this is the toolbox close combat army for the Imperium. You can yeah. do anything you want to do with any of these units if you know how to use them correctly. If you don't stack them right, they will just collapse 
on on themselves. They can't. They like they're. It's all very buff oriented. You're going to be running probably uh, with the smaller boards. I, I am again leaning towards the Phobos Rune Priest. So one of those guys at least. You're going to want a Wolf Priest of some sort because like the litanies are just too good not to have. You know. Mm. And then you're going to want a third character, which is probably going to be someone for reroll ones to hit. Um, so, you know, some sort of wolf lord. Arjak is a great is a great choice if you're going with Terminators, if you're going with more of uh, like, I mean, they, they have a lot of depth and you like that's the mm. thing, especially with the the what is it, the Judicar or Justicar yeah. or whatever. Like now you have two sources of fight last that you can like really screw with mm. people with six inch heroic intervention. They have, like, you give the right player, this is very much one of those armies that will not be solved anytime soon. All the combos I'm talking about are really cool and everything. How to interlink all these things together is is going to be very complicated and figuring out the resource. Like, there's, you, you're working with a lot less, or you're, you're getting a lot more out of a lot fewer units than you're going to be with some other armies like Salamanders, where they want a lot of MSU units to maximize yeah. the rerolls. So, like, and, and it's just all shooting and it's all killing, and they're super deadly and they have great defensive doctrines. That's not this. This is okay. I understand what all of their their shooting rate, like like bandwidths are. I'm going to position myself so he thinks he'll be able to kill this unit, but he won't because this unit is actually out of range. And he'll fire with this one, and I'll have enough guys left over to go and murder both of them. Um, yeah, you know, and and it's it it is it, it, you will lose games just because they are not in quite the same place. But what they do have is just a a, a tremendous depth of tricks. As I, I hope that there's one thing that people who are listening to me ramble about all these crazy things <laughs> is that there's a lot of meat on the bone here and we have, we've only just gotten started with it where there's yeah. combat is not really defined for ninth yet. Everyone's talking about all like coherency and all these different things. We like, we, we haven't internalized the rules for terrain and uh, the changes to overwatch and everything to the point where we can really appreciate what they can and cannot do. One thing I will be, I will say is absolutely consider if you're playing space Wolves bringing in inquisitor, Super mm, yeah, useful. Sure. Yep, yep. Um, being able to throw a five up invo on the swift claws or just onto a unit that normally wouldn't have an invulnerable safe can be really, really helpful. Like again, blood claws um, like are another great example of that. It's, it's just a very handy thing. Um, also being able to turn off overwatch huge. Um, mm. Like, like I know that the, the, it's only a stratagem now, unless you're playing Tau, but if you're playing Tau, being able to turn it off is still really great. And if they use the stratagem and you're still able to, to just make that not an option, that's also awesome. So. Yeah, 100%. I agree 100%. I think there's a they add a little bit more of uh, the toolboxy janky elements that you've already got a lot of, yeah. but they just expand the toolbox. And I think that's always a good thing. So, and that's the thing is I think that I look at I look at Space Wolves and I, I want to add things to them. I want to talk about Caladius. I want to talk, or not Caladius, Caladius. Um, Caladius. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I want to talk about, you know, just different ways to make the attrition game more in my favor. Um, and, and it's, it's, I, they're definitely, they're, they're definitely an army you can win with, but they are not an army that will let you, you'll have to earn it every time. So I talk about dark angels as being an army that has a bit of sp- straight line firepower, but has more jank to make it work. I feel like the space walls are of the same ilk, but the jank isn't the firepower. It's the combat punch. You got this, you got, 
phenomenal straight line firepower, but don't have amazing ways of sorry straight line power, but you don't have amazing ways of making it work. And I feel like it's it's a, a that is a fun. It's funny that those are two sides of the coins, of course. Um, so as it should yeah, be. As it, exactly right as it should be. Um, but I, I don't I don't dislike where space wolves are sitting. It just it hurts me that I feel like they're better with an ally. Um, even as a primary, I feel like they're always better with an ally. Like they need an enabler. Um, kind of faction to help them help them get a little bit more work done i think the only i think the only mono builds that really have a lot of legs are probably something that's centering around the plasma uh termi bomb especially with the depending on how the wounds shake out um the swift yeah. claw bomb definitely has legs um uh when we get into i think the second part we'll probably uh be going into uh my drill list which is uh a thing um yeah like, it's, it's yeah. A thing yeah so well that's 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 a good that's a good place to that's a good place to wrap this up um mitch where can people find you where can people find biff pod if they want to follow and get involved with things that you do um best in faction wherever your podcasts are peddled um but, <laughs> uh but uh charity hammer is obviously the other big thing mm. we have so if you like like all of my weird ramblings on the imperium I have put a lot of effort, um, and Adam has uh, has helped out with some of these uh, for uh, Imperial Faction focuses. We're doing yeah, every man. single Imperial Faction on Best in Faction. They're usually about between one hour and 45 minutes to three hours long, depending on the faction. The average <laughs> to, to three hours long. Yeah. Just a little bit of a bracket yeah. there. Well, yeah, I always tell people, I'm, I'm the same. I always tell people we're going to go for about an hour. We've, we've, we've already gone for like an hour and 40. <laughs> so yeah. on, and we're on one of the, the smaller factions. It's not like this. We're talking about Imperial Guard. who have essentially got two. So but, but we have basically the way those work is we bring on a panel of people who, uh, who play the faction extensively. So, um, you know, people like Brandon Grant, Peter, the, mm. uh, the Falcon. Um, uh, I mean, oh, it's just so many people. Danny from Mob Rules. Um, yeah. Obviously, Adam, who he was on, um, he's been on and uh, will be on more um, as well. Um, oh, really? First time hearing that's not. I'm joking. <laughs> um, but uh, like, I, I'm forgetting a ton of people. Um, uh, Michael Tempe from the High Lords of Terra. Mm. Um, like our Grey Knight episode alone. Like, like every, like we've covered. We have uh, like five actions left, including the Inquisition. Because mm. we're doing one on just Inquisition and assassins. Um, yeah, good so, call. Yeah, if you if you like this kind of content where we just like where I'm just like, hey, these are all the weird combos, and this is how these rules work together. Um, mm. uh, please come check it out. We try to make it accessible for people who are getting into the competitive scene, so we try to do some clarifying questions yeah. and stuff. But uh, it is definitely more on the um, – we are on the heavy we, – we don't talk about a lot of fluff, unfortunately. I like talking about <laughs> No, it's not, we don't too. really get there. Yeah. Yeah, but, but anyway, dude, thank you so much for thank you so much for being on. Hopefully, you guys have enjoyed it and seen that big, big, big brain in action. I mean, Mitch is a lot like me, and the fact that once we get going about something we're passionate about, you get it all. We're, there's no holding back. There's no mincing words. Whatever great thoughts we've got, we're going to shoot them at you. And I love him for that. So, thank you so much for being on here, guys. We're going to go and jump over to part two. Let's start going over some of the deep dives of the, the lists and the archetypes and the, the tech and the nuance that Mitch has come up with and he's um, been pulling apart and putting together. So, yeah, join us over there if you're interested. Please follow us on Facebook, Art of War Down Under. Please jump onto the Patreon and support us. We've got a great budding community going there, amazing people um, who are being very nice to each other in these difficult times, and I think that's that's really important. So, Mitch, thanks again so much for being on here, mate. My pleasure. And um, we'll catch you on the other side, guys. See you later. Thank you for listening to Art of War Down Under. 
a content review podcast for Warhammer 40k. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Produced by Seamus Ronan. Enjoyed the show? Want your lists reviewed and the content you heard put into practice? Sign up to our Patreon and connect with us online or on Facebook. Just search for Art of War down under. Signing out from tomorrow.